0: Old powers waken. Shadows stir. An age of wonder and terror will soon be upon us. An age for gods and heroes. The glass candles are burning and you're listening to the Obsidian Knights Podcast. Hello, my sweet summer children. I'm back with the juice to get you through the long night. And we're back with another episode of the Obsidian Nights podcast, where we go through a song of ice and fire, chapter by chapter starting with A Game of Thrones, the first book in the Song of Ice and Fire series, and we're almost three-fourths through A Game of Thrones. So if you haven't been watching these videos, you need to go back on that playlist, that Obsidian Nights playlist, and catch up because we're going over chapter by chapter with a different guest every week. And today we are joined by Boss Door. Boss Door, would you like to let the people know who you are and where they can find you?
1: Hello. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, I'm just Boss Door. My my YouTube content usually isn't Thrones related, but I like Thrones too much to not take the opportunity to come on here. So thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. And this is your second time on because you filled in for somebody that canceled um, in the Eddard episode for the Eddard episode that came out a couple of weeks ago.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Robert Robert's death. It's pretty set. Pretty bummer of a chapter, but uh, still well written, of course.
0: Yes. Yes. Still well written. So today we get to cover our favorite maniac <laughs> aria stark i, d- I don't want to call her a maniac she's she's a sweet girl trauma maniac in the making yeah maniac in the making she's not a maniac yet but she's i mean how could she not be so the chapter starts off and it says hi serial farrell called out slashing at her head the stick sword clacked as aria parried left he shouted and his blade came whistling hers darted to meet it the clack made him click his teeth together right he said and low and left and left again Faster and faster, moving forward, Arya retreated before him, checking each blow. Lunge, he warned, and when he thrust, she sidestepped, swept his blade away, and slashed at his shoulder. She almost touched him. Almost. So close it made her grin. A strand of her hair dangled in her eyes, limp with sweat. She pushed it away with the back of her hand. Left, Serio sang out. Low, his sword was a blur, and the small hall echoed to the clack, clack, clack. Left, left, high, left, right, left, low, left. The wooden blade caught her high in the breast, a sudden stinging blow that hurt all the more because it came from the wrong side. Ow, she cried out. She would have a fresh bruise there by the time she went to sleep. Somewhere out at sea. A bruise is a lesson, she told herself, and each lesson makes us better. Serial stepped back. You are dead now. Aria made a face. You cheated, she said. You said left, and you went right. Just so, and now you are a dead girl. But you lied. My words lied. My eyes and my arms shouted out the truth, but you were not seeing. I was so, Aria said. I watched you every second. So I absolutely love all of the lessons that serio gives aria like everything it's so helpful in life well for aria's life as she as she moves forward in the story but it makes me when he says things like i lied but my eyes told the truth you were looking but you weren't seeing it's so reminiscent of her faceless men training kind of yeah, where yeah, she yeah. needs to see things for what they actually are and see like see minor details that the average person would miss. So when it comes to like all the theories, like is Serio actually jacking and is Serio a faceless man and who is Serio? What, what is your thoughts like when it comes to like Serio being a faceless man?
1: Um, It's an entertaining idea to entertain <laughs> it, it, it's definitely it's definitely interesting it, it's she's kind of I guess uh, for lack of a better word she's kind of groomed into maybe they kind of see potential and they're trying to recruit her but I don't really see a reason why they would think aria is so special that they have to send out like a spy to secretly recruit her unless she just has that much potential but um it, I do like I do like the training itself because it's kind of like he's not just training her to fight he's training her to see people are lying he's teaching her to play the game of thrones also
0: yeah so one thing i really like about the serial is a faceless man idea is like the idea that they weren't really seeking out aria but they stumbled upon aria so like Mm -hmm. the theory that i heard don't know who came up with it it's been repeated many 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 times is that serial Oh, that's my dog barking. <laughs> Sorry. The theory that I heard is that cereal. Come on, Yuki. <laughs> so the theory that I have is that you could just leave Yuki's barks in for real, Justin, because like <laughs> people love her, and at this point, I don't think she's going to shut up.
1: <laughs> it's Nymeria.
0: It's not Miriam, She's warging this podcast. Um, so the theory that I heard was that Sirio never died. Serio actually just became Jaqen. And then Jaqen, like the whole goal for the Faceless Men was to get north, like to Winterfell, the wall, to see what was going on with the White Walkers. So like, I like that idea. But I think that sometimes. And I'm going to take a phrase from Alicia here. And that is that I don't think it's that deep. I just think that Serio was just someone that Arya happened to meet that she needed to meet that could unlock her potential as a swordsman. Because Arya learns pretty fast and she's good. Yeah. She's good. So um, basically she's training with Serio and Serio tells her that he was the first Lord of Bravos, And the way that he became the first Lord of Bravos was because the sea Lord had this cat um, and he got people to come in and say what was special about the cat or no, wait, was it a cat? Did everyone know it was a cat?
1: Um, I think that's what he like compares with all his training allegories that kind of involve cats.
0: Right. He was like, I noticed that there was nothing special about the cat and it was just a cat. (laughs) And (laughs) that's what got him the job as the sea Lord of Braavos. But I do think it's interesting, you know, that Arya, interacts with um Sirio and she and he's was the first uh first Lord of bravos and then aria ends up in bravos i don't think that's a coincidence um i i just don't i do think yeah. there's something more to the story but i'm not sure i don't think it has anything to do with the faceless men even though like a lot of the training that she gets from serio seems faceless men ish we also have to take into consideration maybe it would seem Faceless Men-ish because the Faceless Men and the Water Dancers are both based in Bravos. So that may be just a part of like bravosi culture.
1: It, it's um I would love if there was something deeper to it. I think that's my personal preference, but I also understand the other way where Thrones is probably one of the only series out there that's ballsy enough to uh like you know, when he's holding off the King's Guard for Aria to escape, and it's like, yep, you love this character, but we're just never gonna see him again. And I'm yeah. like, you know, that, that suck. as a viewer, that sucks. But, like, when you from a storytelling perspective, it's, like, it's kind of interesting to see a story that has the audacity to, to do that. Maybe we just never see Serio again. Maybe that was the beginning and end of it.
0: I, I mean, maybe it was. And also, like, fun fact, the actor that plays Serio in the show, like, he goes to the Con of Thrones and he, like, gives water dancing lessons. <laughs> and he is just, like, the nicest person that there is. Like, uh, I feel yeah. like the world should have more of him
1: i saw the this video where they had a bunch of dead actor or dead characters um giving their thoughts on season 8 and it's weird <laughs> seeing robert baratheon like when he shaves his head looks like an egg
0: oh my god i haven't seen him bald
1: Ooh, it's it's something else it really is
0: <laughs> so they're they're training in the hall now at this point this takes place right after um The Ned chapter where Ned has been arrested. So they're training together, and Sir Marin Trant and five Lannister guardsmen come in there and they're kind of like, Aria, come with me. Like, come with me. And Sirio is like, "Uh, no, (laughs) (laughs) not today. Not today. Basically, Serial is like, he's smart enough to know why would Lord Stark send Lannisters for his kid? And Cereal is like, Serial knows that they're supposed to be leaving for Winterfell. Like Serial's going with them to Winterfell. Mm -hmm. So he knows like something is up. And Sir Meryn Tran is kind of like, you know, put down the stick, Arya, like put down the stick, girl. I'm a sworn brother of the King's Guard, the White Swords. And Arya is like, so was the Kingslayer when he killed the old king. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, Arya, you fucking tell them.
1: And and Syria is just like Syria is just going above and beyond because. As far as he's concerned, he's just there to train Aria. He doesn't have to protect her or do any of this, but he's just that awesome of a guy that he's also like, no, I'm, if it's my job to train her, I'm going to protect her also.
0: Yes. Yes. Basically, Sir Marin is like, um, kill the bravosi and bring me the girl. And Cyril fights them all and basically beats them with a stick. But when he's fighting Sir Marin, mm, his fucking stick breaks. Mm. But, and Ser Maron is in full armor. He's in full armor, plate, everything. And Arya is kind of like, so he's like, Arya, be gone now. Like, he's telling Arya to leave. She doesn't want to really leave. Um, And she's kind of like, come with me, Serio, run. And he's like, the first Lord of Bravos does not run. And they kind of did this. Like, they did this scene pretty accurately in the show. Like, season one of Game of Thrones was kind of really like really faithful they they only yeah, straight yeah. away a little bit um and she's like repeating things that he said to her to like kind of get her through like what's going on right now like Quiet as a shadow, fear cuts deeper than swords, quick as a snake, calm as still water, fear cuts deeper than swords, strong as a bear, fierce as a wolverine, fear cuts deeper than swords, the man who fears losing has already lost. Like, she's repeating all of this stuff in her head, and it's kind of like, for me, it reminds me a lot of, like, when Daenerys tells herself, like, I'm blood of the dragon. Like, she's whispering that to her herself when she's getting married, and Arya's doing you know what serial St- has taught her she's whispering it to herself and taking strength from that in order to get away and yeah. danny does the same kind of thing to like
1: it also reminds me of um, brand when he you know like just one of the most beautiful moments in game of thrones i think is when like just a good relationship gets cut short so it's like you know it would have been good if brand got more training from the three-eyed raven but he's like well i've taught you this this and this so you should be good on your own And uh, we just have to go from there and kind of like that with Aria also. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, when you look, how long did they really train together though? Like a couple of months? I'm not sure. I don't know how long Ned was in King's Landing before stuff went down. It's hard to keep track of the. uh Uh,
0: Yeah. It's hard to keep track of time, but I would say maybe, maybe a month, six weeks. I don't feel like it was that long. Yeah. Because the entire span of the series, I think they said was three years
1: that was so crazy from, from a game of thrones like to
0: a dance with dragons i think they said it's three years but i could be wrong it could be five no it's i think pro- i think it's three
1: and it's probably easier to like if because i got into it around season five so it's probably easier to feel that age when you're waiting a week between episodes
0: yeah yeah that's true so Arya is trying to escape and i want to talk about this because <sighs> the trauma so I don't know how anyone could go through what Arya's go- going through in this chapter. Let not let alone what's going to happen to her st- like a few chapters from now. But in this chapter, like, what she goes through is fucking awful. And it's traumatic. She probably has PTSD from it. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand like, how strong you have to be as a child to go through this kind of shit. It's just unimaginable. Yeah. So she goes and she's like um trying to figure out like what's going on. Um she goes to the tower of the hand and she sees like her father's guards like lying dead on the stairs. She she hears fighting going on. So she's trying to run and she She's like pretending that she's a cat now. And if they catch her, then they would kill her. So she's like using her chasing cats uh, training. So she sees Holland, who had been the maester of horse at Winterfell, as long as Arya could remember, was slumped on the ground by the stable door. He had been stabbed so many times. It looked as if the tunic was patterned with scarlet flowers. Arya was certain he was dead. But when she crept closer, his eyes were opened. Arya underfoot he whispered. You must warn your lord father. Frothy red spittle bubbled from his mouth. The master of horse closed his eyes again and said no more. Inside were more bodies, a groom she had played with and three of her father's household guards. A wagon laden with crates and chests stood abandoned near the door of the stable. The dead men must have been loading it for the trip to the docks when they were attacked. Arya snuck closer. One of the corpses was Desmond, who'd shown her his longsword and promised to protect her father. He lay on his back, staring blindly at the ceiling as flies crawled across his eyes. Close to him was a dead man in the red cloak and lion crest helm of the Lannisters. Only one, though. Every northerner is worth ten of these southern swords, Desmond had told her. You liar, she said, kicking his body in a sudden fury. So... First of all. <laughs> wow.
1: That's pretty crass.
0: The, and, and it's traumatic. Like, she's going through so many emotions. She's seeing men that she's known her whole entire life dead. She doesn't know where Sansa is. She doesn't know where her dad is. She's pretty sure that Serio just got killed. And she's eight.
1: Right. Forced to grow up fast.
0: Yeah. So, it's definitely traumatic. So, when, like... When people say, like, is a psycho, like, wouldn't you be?
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, you take any child and expose them to these circumstances, they're not going to come out the other end perfect, you know?
0: Yeah. So, like, Arya is, like, trying to get a horse. Like, she's trying to find a horse and saddle it. And, like, she's looking around her shit because it's her her crates and stuff that are being loaded to go to the dock to get on the ship so they can leave. And she finds a needle. And then a stable boy pops up and she's uh, like, yes. she's like, come on, like, help me with this horse, like help me with this horse. My father will reward you. And he's like, your father is dead and the queen will reward me if I bring her you like and she sticks him with the pointy end.
1: Yep. Her first kill.
0: She gets her first kill and she doesn't really bat an eye about it. Yeah. Yeah. She has says she had a wild and hysterical strength. The boy dropped and he was holding a pitchfork. So it says the boy dropped the pitchfork and made a soft noise, something between a gasp and a sigh. His hands closed around the blade. Oh God, he moaned as his tunic began to redden. Take it out. When she took it out, he died. <laughs> like it's chaos that she's going through. Like the horses are screaming. Like she's standing over the boy's body. And, like, she's scared. Um, blood's, like, all coming out of his stomach and shit. Like, I don't know.
1: It's, it's really those small details that separate this from other stories. Where it's, like, all of this could be, like, background noise in another fantasy novel. But this is all just, like, it's all about the human aspect of it. Like, what she has to go through. Yeah. And it feels as if we're experiencing it. Like, just the way she described that guard dying and stuff. It's all too real.
0: Yeah. And her, like, kicking kicking the dude when he was dead like you liar like it 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 is i mean it's probably a reaction that a frightened child would have like these are men that she's known forever and that have have been sworn to protect her and now she has no idea you know what what to do yeah it's 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 sad like in the worst way it's sad and it's like yeah she's She's crazy. Of course she's crazy. Like this is major character development right here in this chapter. (laughs) Like, (laughs) look what's going on to look, look, look what's happening to her. What's happening to her here is just as bad as when she sees her father's head cut off. Like, of course, it's horrifying to see that happen to your father. And of course it hurts. But ever since this chapter, this child's life has been flipped upside down, completely flipped upside down. So um she winds up not being able to saddle the horse like she can't do it like she's trying to get the saddle saddles like falling off and she um just sees a lot of men like uh there's gold cloaks everywhere they're all armed with spears and like she's like fearing you know some of them might know her by sight and she's like I just got to leave I just got to leave and she's like calma still water calm as still water. <laughs> and she's like scared, like um she's she's terrified. She just keeps telling herself like her inner mantra things like that cereal taught her like quiet as a shadow. Calm as still water. And she walks outside of the stable and she says it was the scariest thing she'd ever done. She wanted to run and hide, but she made herself walk across the yard slowly, putting one foot in front of the other, as if she had all the time in the world and had no reason to be afraid of anyone. She thought she could feel their eyes like bugs crawling on her skin under her clothes. Arya never looked up. If she saw them watching, all her courage would desert her. She knew... If she saw them watching, all her courage would desert her, she knew. And she would drop the bundle of clothes and run and cry like a baby. And then they would have her. She kept her gaze on the ground. By the time she reached the shadow of the royal sept on the far side of the yard, Arya was cold with sweat, but no one had raised the hue and cry. So, uh, Mm. more of, do you know, like, how scary that has to be to like walk around a group of people that you know are looking for you and likely could do you major harm she probably thinks they want to kill her
1: yeah no that's one of those things where it's like the book yeah. says you know you could lose all your courage in a split second if you just yes. so make eye contact
0: yes it's mm, it's, <laughs> it's so sad <laughs> so she um so Arya goes to the sept and then um she goes and she basically steals a candle and she decides that she's going to go through the the cellar, the dungeons of King's Landing. And she says a very interesting quote when she does this. She finds the dungeons almost comforting. At this point, okay. So while she's walking through the dungeons, like she remembers the Crypts of Winterfell, and she's like, the Crypts of Winterfell were a lot scarier than this place. Like she uh, and then she tells like this story, like she recants this story where Rob had taken them down um to the crypts, and her it was her, Sansa, and Bran was a baby. And um, they were no bigger than Rickon is now. And she was like, there was only one candle that they shared. Brand's eyes had gotten as big as saucers as he stared at the stone faces of the Kings of Winter with their wolves at their feet and their iron swords across their laps. Rob took them all the way down to the end past Grandfather and Brandon and Liana to show them their own tombs. Sansa kept looking at the stubby little candle, anxious that it might go out. "'Old Nan had told her there were spiders down there "'and rats as big as dogs. "'Rob smiled when she said that. "'There are worse things than spiders and rats,' he whispered. "'This is where the dead walk.' "'That was when they heard the sound low and deep and shivery. "'Baby Bran had clutched at Arya's hand.' When the spirit stepped out of the open tomb, pale white and moaning for blood, Sansa ran shrieking for the stairs, and Bran wrapped himself around Rob's leg, sobbing. Arya stood her ground and gave the spirit a punch. It was only John, covered with flour. "You stupid," she told him. "You scared the baby." But John and Rob just laughed and laughed, and pretty soon Bran and Arya were laughing too. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a couple things here. First. I kind of like that she's comparing the dungeons of King's Landing to the crypts of Winterfell. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's one of these things where she takes a story that is comforting and she uses it for strength. She does this at the house of the undying a lot. Like when she goes in the sense that she smells, these candles are like magical candles that like remind you of the things that you love. And like when she goes in there, she can smell Winterfell. Like she can smell the bakers cooking bread. She can smell Hodor. She can smell horse. She can smell the fresh fallen snow. She like she's always reminded of her family, and like it always brings her to a stronger place. But I also like wonder if that's any foreshadowing that when they face the dead, yeah. Arya is going to be the one that stands her ground. Yeah,
1: I I, her I her remember way. hearing there's a there's a lot of foreshadowing that like. John might be this white walkery savior person. Yeah. And that could be part of it. And we do gloss over a lot of those moments where they're like, you know, just having those nice slice of life moments as kids. They're kind of just told to us in flashbacks.
0: Yes. It says, the memory made Arya smile. And after that, the darkness held no more terrors for her. The stable boy was dead. She'd killed him. And if he jumped out at her, she'd kill him again. She was going home. Everything would be better once she was home again, safe behind Winterfell's gray granite walls. Her footsteps sent soft echoes hurrying ahead of her as Arya plunged deeper into the darkness. That's some foreshadowing right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: The memories of home making Arya smile. Um, The darkness had no more terrors for her. And the... And it says her footsteps sent soft echoes hurrying ahead of her as Arya plunged deeper into the darkness. So Arya doesn't have a lot of fear. Well, she's losing fear. And as the story progresses, she goes deeper and deeper and deeper into the dark, onto the dark side. Her saying she's going home, like... She's not Yeah, (laughs) like you have a long time before you're going to be home. So that's ironic. But it's like that memory reminds her of home, which is very, very on par with her Feast for Crows chapters where she's in um, in the house of the undying. And like she just cannot become a faceless person like she just can't because everything reminds her of home. Like she th- she throws all our stuff away, but she keeps Needle, and and it's like why she and she says Needle is John Snow's smile. Needle is Winterfell's gray granite walls.
1: That's and like you. the third part. Um, I think the third, uh, the final part of her character arc is like going to be her rediscovering the Stark identity part of herself. Yes, where she might go too far down the revenge path of things, and she'll yeah. have to reconnect with her family.
0: Yeah. It's really like, you can tell that she's not forgotten who she is. Like even in the mercy chapter, um, of when's Win winner, the preview chapter, like she's still killing somebody that did something to Arya Stark. So even though you're playing mercy, you are still Arya Stark. Like, so she hasn't forgotten who she is and I don't think she will. And I think her story, like the arc of it the theme of it is basically like she's known who she was all along. And she's the only character that did know who she was all along. And she's Arya Stark of Winterfell. She's not like, she's not like John, where she's a bastard that needs to find out who, who he is and where he belongs in the world. She's not like Bran who needs to go on like this hero's quest to find that he's a green seer. And she's not like Danny who needs to decide if she wants to be the mother of dragons that's going to burn shit or if she's going to be like this merciful misa character like it, it, everyone's conflicted but aria isn't like are everyone's trying to like become these characters these um they're like trying to find themselves and aria's trying to lose herself and become no one and it's it's just it's crazy i love that's what what i love so much about her story it looks like i feel like she's known who she was since aria 1
1: yeah everyone else is playing pretend yeah. And she's kind of already where she needs to be.
0: Yes. Yes, but that is Aria 4.
1: Three other chapters in that whole book, Dan.
0: Yeah. So that is Aria 4. And did you have anything you wanted to add?
1: Um, Just that I'm very interested to see what they do with Serio or if we'll get any answers in the book. Because, you know, was it a dangling thread just because they wanted it to be that way in the show? Or was it just a thing they didn't have time to get back around to? It's one of those things I'm going to be... More excited about in the later two books if we ever get them.
0: I hope we get them. I know when the kindly man tells Aria, like, just so, when he says just so to her, she's like, that reminded her of Serio and it made her so sad. Mm. Yep. So that's it. That's Aria 4. I want to thank you for coming on and joining me on the podcast. And would you like to tell everyone where they can find you again? Your YouTube channel? I'll mm. link it. Do you, are you active on Twitter?
1: um uh, thankfully i'm not active on twitter
0: so <laughs> it's, it's a dumpster fire sometimes um, so yeah it. every
1: sunday i post uh, just a video usually about an indie game i'll probably be talking about the telltale uh game of thrones game soon and uh, i believe you were streaming those those uh as well
0: yeah i'm live streaming my reactions to those on twitch so that should be interesting and
1: if, and if you like war then um she also streams you know call of duty war zones a lot
0: <laughs> yep war zone Different kind Hi. of
1: war than thrones, but war nonetheless. War is war.
0: <laughs> but if you would like to sign up for an episode of the Obsidian Knights podcast, all you have to do is either join my Discord or hit up at Nim Shadow on Instagram or Twitter. The links will be in the description box. I will be linking Boss Door's channel, and I will see you guys next week. Okay, my sweet summer children, have a good day.